Hi guys, welcome back to the Cats Walk with me, Joseph Katz. I have got Tone Bell back for part two of this great interview. He is a stand-up comedian, actor extraordinaire. You have to check it out. He is talking in this episode all about working with the famous director, Lee Daniels, the fabulous Andra Day, and he's giving you all his tips and tricks in fashion. Stay tuned. So I have to ask you, because I watched um, United States versus Billie Holiday, and I was like, I mean, that was just, it was great. Yeah. I mean, Andra Day, she was amazing. And I saw you in it as the club owner and looking so chic and suave and, you know, yeah. playing that that whole role. But then the thing that really stuck out for me is like, you're a comic, but you're playing this really tough-ass role. Like this, you know, you kick her. Yeah. You have sex with her pretty aggressively. Pretty aggressive. <laughs> it was pretty aggressive tone. That was very aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm just day putting one. it out there. Day one. Oh, day one. First day shooting. Didn't know that was happening, and 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 that's. I was oh, and like, they're oh. like, go for. Yeah, I was like, wow. All right. Yeah, I guess we uh, didn't get a chance to manscape, but let's. Uh, yeah, if we're gonna do it, let's do it. And yeah, it was yeah different, very different. That's actually not the role I auditioned for. Oh, it wasn't. I auditioned for another role, a little smaller, and uh, they passed. And then about, man, about maybe about a month and a half, two months later, I get a call from Lee, and he was like, yo, loved your tape. We went a different direction with this role, but I got something a little dark and a little juicier. Do you think you can handle this? And, and uh, he called me on a Friday. Saturday, I reread the script to, with that perspective in, in, in mind. And then Sunday morning, I was on my way to Montreal. Did you do a self-tape? Yes, before a different character, completely different oh, character. So you never, you never went in physically to go see Lee or all those people. It was all no. done you self to. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a big deal to be working with Lee Daniels. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's a big deal. Like yeah. to be able to have you ever worked with him? No, no, no. I mean, other comedians have who I know, and I mean, I've talked to him about you know. Uh, and I mean, to be honest with you, I, there was a part of me that was like, "Do you want to work with Lee Daniels?" I heard he can be. A hard ass, you know, and, I, and I'm I'm not uh, I'm not one of those actors that will I don't get berated, and not that I've heard stories about that, but I know he's a serious director with you know, and he mm -hmm. he, he gets what he wants, and uh, mm -hmm. and then working with him, I go I understand him now, I get him, mm. and it's but mm -hmm. he does realize how to talk to you versus he doesn't know how to individualize his uh, his conversations per who he's working with. Um, cause I've had situations where I don't like how directors talking to me in, in, in front of people. And I'm like, Hey man, I'm not from, I'm not from here. You talk to me like this outside by ourselves. And you you'll come, say that to them. Oh yeah. I'm like, you come out. I don't play that shit. Like you can talk, you're going to talk to me like a person though in front of everybody. I, and I'm like, I've had a, I've been on a sitcom where the director was like, don't just do this. I go, hey, man, if you don't sit back in your fucking chair, put your headphones on. And if you don't like it, cut it. But this is how I'm doing it. And I just got too frustrated because I didn't, he was so condescending to me that um, uh, it just really, it really fucked with me. And uh, we saw each other at a Christmas party. He goes, Tone, I know you don't really uh, care much for, I was like, no, I think you're a great director. I just don't like you as a person. And <laughs> <laughs> you know what he could have sent to you, Tone, is I sign your checks. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I sign your checks. So you're going to do what I, because that, you know, honestly, between you and me, when you say that, if I was in your same situation, it's like 
everybody wants what you're doing, okay? So for you to be on a sitcom or whatever, everybody wants that. So I'm just thinking as you're talking, like if somebody says, you know, I want you to do it like this and you're saying no, don't you think like they can replace you? Well, it's funny because like, I mean, when that when that kind of came in, I still wasn't getting the respect from him because it was, I was the sixth lead on the show. And then after testing, I became the second lead on the show. Oh. So they changed like the dynamic of the show. So now I'm kind of like, co-lead oh and so you're like i got a little more power and then uh there was a direct I actually had lunch with him this week uh there's a director named richie Keene who i became really good friends with and between richie Keene and reggie hudlin who came in and direct episodes i think three and four uh they really were like hey man you're not being utilized are you you should do do whatever you want to in these next couple takes we're not gonna put you in a box and then people were like oh shit this dude's funny we have to give him room and then everything changed after that so, and then when this director wow. came back on like episode 10 or 11 or some shit, uh, uh, this is when I was like, oh, no, no, I, I, uh, I, I spread my wings while you were gone. Yeah. And then he's tried to have that same energy with me. And I was like, nah, bro, we're not doing that. Good for you. I don't work wow. for you. I work yeah. with you. Right. Oh, so, that's a good, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. But you also had... It wasn't like the first day you walked in. You oh, were no, like, no, no. It's going to be my way. Oh, man. You know? I mean, you, you know, you're kind of like, I'm. this is still surreal. Right. Whatever you want me to right. do, I'll do it. You know, and then, you know, my co-star at the time was, was she was like, if you don't like it, don't do it. Because that's the one they're going to use. If you don't like the wardrobe, don't wear it. Like, tell them, you know. So I didn't know I had this kind of, you know, power to, to, to compromise. You know, I, I'm just thinking mm -hmm. whatever they say you got to do because it happened mm -hmm. so fast. You know, mm -hmm. I, was, I was on, I had done... I mean, within two years of being here, I was on two sitcoms. I got picked up a series and a pilot that didn't go and hosted a game show. So it was like, I'm, I'm still learning in real time. I didn't even know what a stand-in was. I saw a dude dressed just like me. I'm like, who the fuck is that dude, right? Is he my replacement? <laughs> I had no idea. And they're like, no, no. Dude, oh, he, he was just being your stand-in. He's just my stand-in. Nobody told me that. <laughs> Nobody told me about a stand-in. Oh, my God. And I was like, why is he wearing exactly what I'm wearing? <laughs> in case I fuck up, you know, and it was, it was there. Like, yeah. No, no, man, like, you know, no, when, when, when we're rehearsing, he's going to do this for blocking. I was like, all right, man, y'all need to tell people that. I just, right. I basically just <laughs> dropped a bus and I yeah, man, it, it was, <laughs> he's the same size, yeah. he's the same color, he's the same complexion, you know, you know, so I was, I was pissed yeah. and they had to kind of give me the, uh, Robert rules of orders around here. So the, the right. Yeah. So, so working with Lee Daniels, he, he, when you were saying he would talk to you in a certain way, he talked to everybody like that when he was filming. I mean, yeah, he, he, he gets to know you and, and how you have to listen. And I mean, that's, I think to me, that's a sign of a good director because some people um, are professionally trained and some people are getting trained through and, you know, it's, 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 mm -hmm. you know, the classes and techniques and, and talking to other actors and, and building a, an, an arsenal of, 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 uh, you know, suit of armor around you of, of, of what I'm good at. And, and so you, you're always chipping away at who you are as an actor. And some people have been doing this and being trained for forever, you know? So mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I, I think a good director always knows that behind you, you know, because they'll give you an example versus a technical term that I wouldn't know. Right. And so, but, but right. yeah, but, but I think Lee talks to everybody how they need to be talked to versus here's how I talk to everybody. And, I, and that's, I oh, think that's I a very good sign as a director. Yeah. I mean, my thing was, I mean, yeah. I think we tested each other. You know, you, you, you know, you jab a little bit at each other and then I'm going to spin it as a joke because that's my defense mechanism. Right. Right. And, and then he can't handle not laughing. So it was like, you tell me what you want. I'll tell you what I, I can. And then, so we come together and, and it's, 
we had had a very good. We talked last week. I mean, he, he's he's a great dude, man. And uh, he was like, "This is why I don't fuck with comedians because y'all always." And I, I wasn't very funny on set because usually when I when I have to do that, I don't like to try to have to switch back and forth. So oh, until right. we wrap that scene, I'm in that headspace. Right. And then once we wrap, and I can I can kind of throw it away and, and go get out of that darkness. Then I'll have to lighten it up for for myself. But um, because I mean, I've done a lot. I mean, I, I did August Wilson's Mulroney's Black Bottom in college. I've done a lot of, oh. you know, darker parts and, and stuff like that, but never, you know, never on film. And uh, right. to be trusted with Lee, you know, uh, having me do this was was uh, was interesting, man. It was it was that was a deep that was an intense role. I mean, yeah. for you, I mean, that would just watching it. And I bet working with her. What was that like? Interesting. Oh, she's man. new to it, too. I mean, she's this was her big. Big yeah. role. I mean, and that's why I think we got so close. I mean, I talked to her yesterday. I mean, she she was so in it. You know, I watched a couple of playbacks from from days prior when I got there. Go, I want to see what she's mm-hmm. doing. And then by the time mm-hmm. we got into our first, luckily, I mean, I love when directors do this. But the first time, uh, um, Billy and uh, John meet is our, the first scene that Andrew and I shot. So mm-hmm. we got a chance to meet on screen and on set pretty much immediately. And as we're setting up for the second shot, her and I go have a smoke and just, you know, these are, these are the, you know, we just get close and, and cause I mean, we're essentially about to have rough sex on camera, you know? Um, so we, but like, we got a chance to, I mean, bond quicker than we expected. And then even in that fight scene, we decided to do it ourselves, even though we had, um, stunt people there. Oh, to kick where you kicked her. Yeah. That scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole, you know, the whole fight. And there's, there are actually a couple other scenes that I think will be in the director's cut. That uh, okay. just for time, we had, you know they, we had to lose, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, I would say it gets worse. Or that you actually watch the buildup of that, um, right. and uh, I mean, and, and we've told the story before, so I don't mind saying it. But I mean, literally during that scene, um, it's crazy to to say and and to and to rewatch. I won't watch it because it, it gets very difficult. I haven't watched it yet, but it's um, uh, when my character kicks her, my left foot slips, which is why when he kicks her in the stomach. And they cut back to her. She grabs her mouth because I, we literally had a snafu on the set where my left foot and kick her in the face. And we uh, did, yeah. yeah, yeah. So she ended up busting a lip. I ended up busting a lip <gasps> uh, on the front of my shoe. It was, it wasn't like a kick. But so far as I slipped and she was rolling toward me, and it just, oh. it was crazy. So, um, so the end of that scene was exactly what happened. She didn't break, so I didn't break, and that's what happened. Like those, though, it was wild. It was wild. Did you feel like, oh crap, I heard her yes. or no? Yes, very much so. It was like, I'm telling you, like when you see her roll over and, and she goes, oh fuck, and, and and she stays in it. It was two seconds of me that breaks and makes sure she's okay. And then she leaned in. She leaned in to like staying committed. So it was like, I'm, I got to stay here with her. So we get that whole thing. And then, you know, my character exits and, and then Lisa's cut, we got it running right back in there like yo what are you good and, and, and we you know we hugged it out and we you know we cried and everything oh, and then i had my assistant send some flowers of like hey man because i had to go out of town and shoot something else and then come back and finish a movie but it was and then we got i mean ironically we got super close because of it i mean one of the hardest parts oh. for i think both of us to shoot and then and then uh in the film and, and then uh i mean we talk every other day now Wow. Because I, I would think in, in, instinctually you'd go, oh my God, wait, cut. Let's see if she's okay. But you stayed in the moment because she stayed in the moment. And then when you cut, then you checked on her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Th- there's a movie I did just uh, just prior to that called Sylvie's Love where Namdi 
we had a fight scene that actually gets cut from the movie, but he literally punched me in the jaw. We got so close, he punched me in the jaw. And he was about to break, and I stayed in it. And so he stayed in it. And then they didn't even use the goddamn take. <laughs> After all that, you subjected yourself. Yeah, you got hit. You put physical <laughs> harm. You put yourself in physical harm. Wow. You know, in talking about this, did you ever go to acting school? Do you have well, an acting coach? My Yeah, I mean, I, I do. There are a lot of actors that I, that I go to for advice and, and that who have been in the game for a long time of just, you know, wanting to take, I mean, you know, I'm on the road so much that like taking a every Saturday class, right. probably this year will be the first time I get a chance to do that. Like t- taking a, cause I'm on tour so much. So I do pull right. veteran actors to the side and, you know, they'll work with me. And if I, if I need something, but, um, I mean, I went to, I went to college for, you know, uh, TV and film and minor in theater. But like I said, it wasn't like a theater school, but it was a very good program, but, but not a very big program. Um, so I wouldn't say trained as much as I dabbled in it. And then now that I'm peers with people that I admire, they do help out a lot. So, you know, they'll do scene work with me and, and, and try to get there, but it's also difficult because the freedom that you have on stage sometimes helps with that too. You don't want to be so boxed in, you know? So, so it's a little bit of both. I mean, I've, I've, I've found that a group setting in a class isn't really my thing. Not that I wouldn't do it, but it's just like a lot of times those are on Saturday mornings and I'm mm-hmm. doing 30 weeks a year on the road. So, you mm-hmm. know, I got to go to a buddy's house on Tuesday and workshop, you know, uh, on a, you know, and, and, you know, my guys who are, I don't want to name drop, but just some friends who are doing some very, very great work right now will sit down with me on a, on a, you know, for a couple of hours and we'll just work stuff out and, and they'll give me the, the, the tools that I need to, I think to, to hopefully excel further. Oh, so you're not going to like a literal acting coach? Have I? Yes. But as, as things progress and, you know, getting, just getting busier and, and yeah. it's like, I got to take advantage of the time that these people have and the knowledge that they have, because yeah, unfortunately, like if I'm, if I'm trying to do an eight to 10 week course, I don't, I, I haven't had yeah. that because I'm also working on a right. special, you know, so I need those sure. weekends for, for comedy. So it has been a wow. tough, um, a tough divide. Like for this um, United States versus Billy Holiday, did you go work with a coach to get prep for this role? Literally got the call on Friday, read this, reread the script Saturday, and then flew to Montreal Sunday and was on set Monday working. Holy crap. So it was, it was a, you know, learning Saturday, packing and everything, Sunday on the plane, setting intentions and all that kind of stuff. And then, and then watching on Sunday and talking to the producers and stuff. And then, uh, I think my call time on on Monday was later in the day, but I went first thing so I could like watch what was happening. Let me let me get in yeah. the mood and, and let me see some playback and because I'm jumping into something. And then, I mean, they, I think they did start me out where we should have started, you know, just like who this mm-hmm. guy is up front, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. charming guy, assertive guy, um, definitely always something swimming. And you know, he's playing he's playing the role of of how do I keep my club open and, and deal with this, but also make her think she needs me, you know? So it's, it's, you know, playing that double side thing of, um, so yeah, I mean, it was, but I, but I needed to see where we were and, and, and what this narrative was and talking to Lee and the producers and and Tucker and all the guys and and just to, um, what do we want from this dude? Cause there's not a lot of info on him. They're two John Levy. So Mm -hmm. like I could look him up, but one wasn't the musician and the other one was a fucking shyster, (laughs) you know? So it's, it's not going to be a whole lot of articles on this guy. Yeah, you know he's underground wow. for a reason. So so it's it's uh, uh, talking to Tyler and talking to, to to Rob Morgan and and Divine and you know 
everybody and just trying to get a sense of where we are and 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 like I said, watching the playback on what they've already shot and getting the feel of it. And, and something really does does kind of um, transform you when you put on the the fashion from that era. You know, the hard shoes mm-hmm. and the and the and the wool and the sock garters. And it it makes you it drapes drapes you different, so your posture changes, and it you know it kind of mm-hmm. and to me that's very important. It's like I need to you know you I got to plant, I got to grow with inside this thing versus mm-hmm. you know this doesn't feel like the sweatsuit I'm wearing now. It's like it's it's right. you know I mean you know those old school coats, those fucking coats are heavy as shit. I mean it's like it's like yeah. lead lined wool. You mm-hmm. know what I mean the coat is forty mm-hmm. pounds. Right. <laughs> you know, so it's yeah. it's like you know when you get that on you it it makes you walk different and and you know mm-hmm. that tie bar and just you know the hair and everything you know you get a chance to like dive into your look and and you know I'm I'm thinking about movies that I've seen before with with in this era of of you know the, the hand in the pocket and 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 you know you reach in here for the cigarettes and and you know, what's, what's the mechanics of, of this dude? And you got to walk in those shoes for a little bit. So, so yeah, I mean, it, it definitely happened quick, but everybody was gracious enough to go, here's where we are. This is what you need to catch up to. Cause they had been shooting for a month and a half already, I think. Mm. So to kind of come wow. in as the new guy, cause there was somebody else cast sure. in that role already. And then Lee was like, I, I performance wise and look wise, I, I don't think this is, and it wasn't that he didn't, wasn't good. And Lee told me, he's like, no, the dude was great. I just, for some reason, it doesn't feel like who should be playing it. So he called me, he was like, I know you're a comedian, but he goes, there's something, there's something dark in you that like, I want to, I want to extrapolate. I want to pull out. Can we, let's get there. And, and it it was different. It's different having to, to be comfortable putting your hands on someone first and, and, and expressing yourself verbally second. Like when that's the, you know, usually you build to that, right? And then mm-hmm. when when you have to be okay striking first and then making your point verbally, it, like it's just a weird place to be in. Like, like it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not comfortable. Right. Well, it's not what you're used to probably. Like that's not how we're yeah, right. kind of trained to do. We talk about it and hopefully we never get to that point where we lay our hands on somebody that, you know, Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So that guy shot it already and then got replaced no, no, by no, you. No. He 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 never oh. shot. That that's Oh, he never shot. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah, he never wow. uh you know, I, I think I guess they they you know, they they put together the look and everything. I guess they rehearsed, but it just wasn't what Oh, it didn't feel it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Lee's a very feelings. He's like this is like not that it's not good, but I, but I this is not what I imagined. And I need some, right. you know, and uh, I'm just glad he trusted me with it. You know, I mean, I definitely gotten those calls over the last few months of, of yo, man, we did not. I didn't even know that was you at first. You know, right. It's, 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 you know, we used to seeing you, you know. Comedy. F- yeah, funny. Yeah. Right. Subtly funny. And right. this is very in your face and violent and, and um, uh, treacherous, you know. Wow. That's why I'm saying when I talk to other actors and comedians and other people, they always say, oh, I worked for like a month with a coach and we strategize and we put our intentions and we did this and we, you know, so to hear you say like you had to turn it around within two, three days. Yeah, it's 48, 72 hours, something like that. But it, it was, it was, I mean, luckily, I mean, I, I shot over two periods. So, so I, I did about two weeks and then. I had to go shoot. Uh, I had to play Richard Pryor for American Soul on BT, uh, and then mm. 
I went back to Billy. And so it was, it, it actually was a nice break to, to be like, let me, let me do something fun. <laughs> so they, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the production company got me in, in the middle and then I went back to Montreal. Luckily I had days in between, you know what I mean? Like it, I, I got a chance to pick Lee's brain and the producer's brain. And, and like I said, watch some stuff. So it was, but I, you know, I studied while I was there versus like having right. time to, to do it. And, 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 uh, but they gave me plenty of playbacks and like, here's, here's where we are. And, 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 you know, new, new drafts of the script are coming in and, and, uh, and Lee was like, I want you to know everything. And then he changes everything. <laughs> he's like, he's like, learn this, learn this. And then like, we'll work it out. And then next thing you know, we're crossing out and what, what, what do you, what do you want to say? This is how it should be. Let's, and, and, and it's very much you. It's very much, you know, oh, how, you how put your own signature. Well, no, no. I mean, it's, we work it out together. It's, 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 you know, we sat down and, and wh- what does this feel like? Either he gives an example or I give an example or, or, or I'll pitch something, he'll pitch something. And, and it's like, yeah, that feels right. That feels like how dirty and grimy this dude is. Cause the, cause the, 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 how I deliver this is, is, is what Susie Laurie Parks wrote. And then, you know, him editing a little bit. And then it's like, you know what? I think we should go with something like this. You know, a lot lot of it is in the moment. I mean, a lot of it wasn't on the page and we just kind of throw it out there, Mm. you know, and it's, Mm. and that's, you know, when Lee, when Lee, tell you when Lee is happy, Lee is happy. And when Lee is like, (laughs) we didn't get it. He's like, nope, 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 nope. But then when you, when you get it, he's like, yes, motherfucker. Yes. Yes. That's that shit right there. I mean, it's like, and, and so, you know, he's like a proud daddy and, and, and you feel good. Cause like, yeah. in, in, in the moments you, you feel terrible is, is when, you know, especially for my character, the moments you feel terrible, it's like, we got it. That's good. Yeah. 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 It's like, you got to take oh, a lap wow. to go like, all right, I need to get out of this headspace. You work like nonstop. You're like, wait, I'm shooting this, but then I'm doing that uh, on the weekends. And then I come back and do that. I'm like, you're working. It's, it's been a good I mean, this year will be 10 years uh, in August. Oh, wow. And it's been, man, it's been yeah. a great ride. It's been a great ride. Uh, um, you know, from comedies to silly, silly comedies to, to you know, romantic comedies and dry comedies and, and uh, some procedural stuff and getting a little more drama now and some harder stuff to watch. Uh, yeah, it's been mm-hmm. great, man. Uh, you know, it's nice to diversify it and, and uh you know, if, I think, especially with all my peers, I mean, people put in so much work and, and I'm proud of everybody and, and just glad to get the opportunity, really. Hey, hey there. there. I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcast.com. See you soon. What would you say to a comedian now that's like, God, I've been working these shows. I've been at the comedy store. I've been at the Laugh Factory. I, I haven't gotten this opportunity. What would you tell that person? Uh, man, you have to stay the course. You have to stay the mm-hmm. course. I mean, you might want to change up the technique, but 
stay the core. I mean, like this is where it happens. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's it, we're, well now two years ago, I probably would have said something different, but now I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out too. I mean, it's, it's the landscape has changed of, of where you can mm-hmm. live because everything is, you know, I mean, I've had a few zoom auditions and I can't stand that process. You know, I think you got to put your best foot forward, but you can't just put any foot forward. So right. if you don't feel comfortable with it, don't do it. I mean, cause now you just got this shitty tape out there for a project that right. you really wanted. But, um, um, you know, I think you have to, you guys, you have to roll some dice and be uncomfortable. You know, it's, it's maybe what you were doing isn't working. So mm-hmm. how can you shock yourself and them, but also be who you are? And it's, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's a lot of, I don't know, man. It, to me, a lot of, uh, especially stand-ups who cross over in acting, get uncomfortable. Man, comedy's not always funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think eventually you'll get there. You know, sometimes the laugh doesn't come on the bit that you wanted. So you just got to, I mean, I'm, I remember doing a bit for like six, eight months. It just was getting nothing. But it's like, I believed it. It was like, I got to, I got to, something's here. Something's here. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it was nothing mm-hmm. better than a, another comic going like, dude, I don't think that bit works. And I was like, oh, you don't think I can make that bit work? And it was like, it was a challenge. <laughs> oh, and then you did it. And then then a few months later, it started. I was like, but it, 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 that fire came. And it was like, oh, you're telling me yeah. I can't do something? Right. And I, I right. love the, the proving someone wrong. So I think you have to get uncomfortable a little bit. You know, it's, it's what you have been doing is probably great. But what's that next step? Mm-hmm. Can you can you can you be comfortable mm-hmm. in in trying to do something that's you but slightly different so people see you a little different? Mm. You know, yeah, like you did for the showcase, like you, yeah, you kept working at it. I mean, yeah. even now, like I'm getting into some darker stuff that I think is is you know a part of me, but it, but it's not. I mean, it's, you said it earlier. It's it's. I mean, I'm, I'm you know I'm like I'm actively going to talk about. I mean, there's been police guns in my face four times in my life. You know what I mean? So I have a very mm-hmm. difficult relationship with the police, not just from what I see, but what have I what I've experienced. You know, like mm-hmm. I've had the I mean, I have an arrest tape. I was on Bad Judge on NBC and I went home to my homecoming, uh went to Savannah for my college homecoming in two thousand I guess I was thirteen, and uh got arrested that weekend. And for what? I didn't, I didn't put on a blinker. Didn't put and on they a blinker. arrested you? Put, uh, one officer drew his gun and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, cool, I'll get in the car. I'll get in the car. And then I was like, hey, man, I'm just an actor. I'm a comedian. I'm coming from, I was doing a Comedy Central event and then went to, um, we were on hiatus that week and uh, went to comedy, went to Fort Lauderdale for a Comedy Central event, drove up and uh, had a beer and a, and a drink with my college roommate. We had dinner. And I was driving a mile away to my hotel, got pulled over for no blinker, two lane street, didn't put my blinker on, empty, fucking empty street. And then the cop mm-hmm. goes, you had anything to drink? I go, yes. I, I drove nine hours, just had had a beer with my my uh, college roommate, but I'm going right here. Very coherent. I've watched the tape. I have a copy of it. And then tried to get me to resist. And I go, I'm not, put me in the car, man. I will go to jail. I don't know the last time a black man has said, I take me, I'll go. And then they take me off camera. And then force me to get in the car. Although I've, you've already heard me say, I will get in the car. I have no problem getting in the car. And it's, it's that it's crazy, man. It's like I, I'm. I don't know. Even listening to the tape, it's hard to watch it. But you go, I'm not. How how much could I not be resisting? I'm definitely not resisting. You know, I'm, I, but you play it through your head. 
and you're trying to make sense of it, but it doesn't. So you, so they, so you have it on tape because it, was it because you had a drink that they wanted to take you in? They, they, well, I mean, if you admit to, they're going to take you in for DUI. And I was like, I have no problem with that. But well, I, they can give you a test right there, can't they? Yes. Like, a, a, and, I, and I did the field yeah. sobriety test and everything. I go, all right, if I failed it, then great, I'll, I'll go to jail. I have no problem yeah. with that. And then still fought me on it. I mean, dude, this arrest lasts probably an hour. Even though I was like, hey, man, whatever y'all want to do, I'll go. I mean, at this point, this is, man, this is like eight months after, maybe 10 months after Trayvon Martin was oh, murdered. Wow. So this, I mean, it was just, it was, you know, I'm, I'm already, yeah, you know, and I mean, I'm in Georgia, you know, it's, and I'm from here, right. but it's, it's like, dude, I, I used to fucking own this town. I used to throw parties and right. I knew the mayor and I'm just coming back for, from school. It's like, I'm not lying about having a drink. I, yes, I did. But I was like, clearly I'm not. And I've watched my field sobriety test. I'm like, man, I fucking I can nail the nose. Yeah, I nailed it. This straight line. How many how many times you want to do this? I will walk the fuck out of this line. <laughs> and they were like, you failed. Wow. And I was like, no and you, problem. You passed it. My, you passed. I passed. And my mom works for the governor's office of highway safety. And they still took you in. Still took me in. I spent fourteen, maybe eighteen hours in jail. And uh, <laughs> they impounded my car, all this kind of stuff. And and uh, even even one of the the guys in the office knew who I was. Even when the guy that processed me was like, they, tr- they tried to take my mugshot and I turned my head because I was like, y'all are not going to make me look like fucking Lindsay Lohan out here. I was like, because I smiled in my mugshot. Uh, and I was like, uh, I'm not fucked up. I was like, I'm very sober. And let me tell you, this, right. to do 14 hours or however many hours I was in, in jail with a bunch of drunk people and you're sober is fucking brutal. Right. Everybody else is getting great it's like, sleep. Give me a drink. Everybody else is getting great sleep. I'm sitting there sober, like, God damn, this sucks. Yeah. But I mean, just wow. yeah, just to even hear that to to hear the scuffle of 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 compliance and then and it doesn't mean anything. But it's hard, it's hard to it's hard to watch this shit, man. Yeah. You know? Oh my God. Wow. It's interesting for people to hear your story. That's a interesting, you know, that's a yeah. I'm glad you said that story because I never heard about that with you. I don't know if people know about that, that it happened to you. And it, so and it sucks, man. I got, back to, I got back to work, and I think that same director was like, are we ready to work? I was like, eh, well, nobody's going to ask me why I got arrested this weekend. Because I, I posted my mugshot on Instagram. My agent was oh, like, take this down. <gasps> and I was like, maybe they think it was just a regular stop. But I mean, even years later, I go, nobody gave a fuck that I went to jail this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> like, can we have a moment? Like, in yeah. jail, jail was the easiest part. It was like, you know... Because I really didn't watch, you know, to, to be completely honest with you, I never had watched the DVD because my, my buddy mm-hmm. from college was the ADA in the city and mm-hmm. knew the judge. And the judge happened, the judge's wife happened to like the show that I was on. <laughs> and then even rewatching the tape after, you know, what happened last year to, to George Floyd, uh, yeah. I rewatched my tape and noticed things I had never seen before of just how much they invoked or tried to, to, to get me to resist. And I wasn't, but it was, I mean, the scuffle at the end of the table when they take me off camera is, is I put it on my Instagram. Like I put, I, I put leading in from like a, a clip and then oh, going man. like, I, I'm, I put it on my special of what had happened, but here's the visual, you know, and it's tough to watch, right. man. It's, def- it's difficult. Yeah, of course. So. Wow. It's interesting. I'm glad you said it because it's like it's good for people to really know because, you know, we hear so much and we get inundated with stuff. And then it's like it's good to, to just know like what you went through. And, it's cra- I mean, yeah. I'm on billboards at this point. 
You know what I mean? I'm doing interviews right. for TV. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to E and Extra and Entertainment yeah. Tonight and all this kind of stuff. And then I go away for one weekend for a Comedy Central event and get fucking locked up and who knows what else could happen, you know? So, Jeez. Did, 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 was there publicity around it that you did or not really? It was no. quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, maybe they wanted to hide it. And I, and I didn't end up getting a DUI and they let me go. But I, of course, the system still got me because it cost me 17 grand to. <gasps> it cost you 17 grand? 17 grand. Said and done between lawyer fees and c- community service and oh AA meetings God. and all these classes and all these, you know, all this kind of wow. stuff, permits. And I mean, because had they. Had I got charged with what they were trying to give me, I'd in Georgia I'd be a felon, and I I wouldn't have been able to do Billy Holiday. Think about that. You can't work in Canada as a felon. Wow. And that's all because you had a drink and you didn't do a blinker. Put me before a blinker. Asked me if I had anything to drink. I was honest. Yeah. And then I mean, just even watching like so watching the tape and seeing this this cop unholster was like, fuck man, I never knew that in real time. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Nuts. Wild. Yeah. I guess that's, you can draw on your darkness from all of those kinds of experiences, I mean, right? I got tons of dark experiences. <laughs> <laughs> well, on a lighter note, talking um, about fashion. Yes. You talked about, we, we, of course, we leave it till the very end because you got to save the best for last. But you talk about on Billy Holiday, how you put on that suit, you put on that, and it gave you that feeling, right? Yeah. You know, so... Um, and fashion really does that. It, it really, I feel like people, it's an expression of yourself. I talked to a lot of people about that and, and, you know, people work with stylists like myself to, to help them bring out that. But I feel like you kind of have your own vibe. I got pictures from your agent, which is <laughs> super fashionable, very chic. And that little vest and the white shirt and the, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. the sneaker. Yeah, you know, like, how would you say, tell me about your style. What is your vibe? Is it? You know what? I I, I think I would define me, I, I would define me as kind of a chameleon because I, I don't have a, I, I kind of, whatever I'm feeling then, you know, whatever I'm feeling right yeah. now is, is kind of what I put on. I like, you know, I like a funky pair of slacks and, a, a, you know, I like to roll my sleeves up and I like a blazer and I, a bow tie, got, you know, suspenders. And uh, then again, I like a, a nice slim sweatsuit and I like, the, mm. you know, wearing a nice boot with a, with a, you know, with a, with a denim jacket. I like having a piece, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's yeah. that kind of, like right now I wear this um, denim jacket with a bunch of pins from places I've visited and people and fans bring me pins to put on my jacket. So it's like a, it's mm. almost like a walking um, uh, postcard almost, you know, so people get to ask yeah. me where these are from and they're from all over the world. And it's, it's kind of like how I feel in that moment. I mean, I have kind of a stand up uniform. You know, and then it's, you know, it's, it's my, so I mean, I, I don't know, I feel like I wear a suit just what, as well as I wear a sweatsuit. And, you know, when it comes to my bathing suits, you know, I'm I'm the European cut now, like a little higher. You know, I like Ooh. to show these thighs off, you know what I mean? Oh, you um, want to show, yeah. Yeah. And, we saw some of that in Billy Holiday. Yeah, a little bit yeah. of that, a little bit of that, a little bit of that. Yeah, we saw a little bit <laughs> from behind, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you shared some of that with us, Tone. Yes, yes, you did. And I'm a big shoe guy, um, man. I like, I like my sneakers and I like my, my, my boots. And, and But yeah, I, I work with a, usually um, Quentin Thrash is, is my stylist for most stuff. And another dude named Apuje, who's a frat brother of mine, and what I, you know, what I love about a good stylist is, is when they know what they would do, but also know what you would do and right, just, and just kind of right, like, right. I, now I want to put out all this, but let's, this is what I would do, but 
how much of this flair or, you know, kind of uh, what are you calling that? Like uh, bespoke kind of kind of oh, yeah. vibes of, yeah. of, you know, how much dandy do you want to be? And and because mm-hmm. even when I did the red carpet for a little, I still looked like I was doing Sylvie's, you know, love with the hair parted and the clean right. mustache. And I was like, well, we have to lean into this look. I'm not, there's nothing else I got. So we, so we did like a real slim, you know, turtleneck with it. Oh, mm-hmm. it was, oh, it was dope. It was super dope. Wow. And so, but, but I, but yeah, I like, you know, I like doing stuff that doesn't look like I could pull it off. You push the limit a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I see you wear fitted a little bit more, which I actually like because I feel like guys sometimes go away from fitted because they're like, eh, you know, they do the untucked shirt and make it a little bit loose because yeah. I want to be comfortable. But you can still be comfortable and have something fitted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love I yeah. love, I love, love a good nice, you know, I wouldn't say tight, but tailored to, like, I, yeah. I can only wear this, you know. It's it's right. it's fit for me. And and luckily, man, I, I'm, I'm for the most part, uh, I mean, when I go to hair wardrobe, when I go to wardrobe, they love me because I'm pretty much, what do you call it, a uh, uh, model uh, mannequin size? Uh, the, oh, like, the, yeah, the model size or the the sample size. Sample size. Usually. I'm, I'm yeah. usually pretty sample yeah. size, so it's very little tailoring yeah. to to make it. Oh, that's you great. Know, uh, so yeah, I mean, they 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 do a really good job with me, and and I it's usually super simple, but I I you know have learned how to talk to wardrobe now to go, you know, I want to I want to bring these up a little bit. Can you make this like a you know six and three quarter inch cuff and and you know, oh. through you know, through working with Thrash and Apuje, I'm just what I'm comfortable with to to right. you know, this this can't be too tailored because he's not that, you know, this guy isn't that that put together, but he can't be right. shabby, you know. So you don't want like I've right. I've been I've been on stuff where I just gotten stuff from Top Man and and tailored a little bit, oh, yeah. and I'm wearing the same suit yeah. as another actor on the red carpet, but they look totally different, you know. So and and right. you know, sometimes you don't want to wear the the big names, you just want to go. Look how dope I can, look how fly I can make this. Right, right. You can just make it your own, really. What advice would you give to somebody that goes, God, I like Tone's style. Like, he's got a cool vibe. Like, I see him on the red, I see him on the red carpet, but I, I saw a stand-up special. I like, you know, what's what's your, um, what are some of the tips you would give? Man, I think you just got to own it, man. I mean, the way you have confidence in in your set and in, in, in what you deliver and a punchline that you know is going to come is the same way. You know, like I wouldn't do stand up in a suit. I don't think sta- doing stand up in a suit works for me. But I do think, right. it, like for Steve Byrne, who kills a black suit with a white shirt and black tie, that's his style. Like it looks great right. on Steve. You know, but right. I think you know what the way you're comfortable in in your uh, material and what you know you're going to deliver. Mm-hmm. It's like be that. I mean, I, I like to deliver to blue collar people, white collar comedy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I like okay. I like to mix it up. It's like I'm not far removed from either. Yeah. And so it's yeah. I mean I think you got to be comfortable in in your style. So you know if it's a slimmer jean, if it's a if it's a you know different kind of boot, it's it's I just got some uh, Red Wing boots. I, I'm trying to break them in now because oh, yeah. the leather is still like you know so oh, yeah, <laughs> so, so, yeah. so I'm yeah I just wear them around the house until I can break them in. But it's uh, <laughs> but yeah I, 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 think, I think you just yeah. got to be comfortable in in hey man it's okay to try something right. You know, got to be gradual though. Don't be wearing all sweatsuits one day and the next thing you know, every day you're wearing a tuxedo. That's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> yeah, take it easy. Take it easy a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, uh, but yeah. But, what are some uh, of your favorite brands? Like, what do you love? Like, uh, I saw in one interview you wore Givenchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was from wardrobe. Um, <laughs> I okay. like a lot. I like a lot of. Uh, I mean, it depends on it depends on what style, but I mean, if I'm going to purchase, I like All Saints a lot. Just because I'm very casual. I like Couples a yeah. lot. Um, I could see you in like Fear of God. Do you know Fear of I God? I do have some Fear of God stuff. I'm a big Adidas guy, but it's a little pricey. It's, it's, 
You know what? I I I would like Latigre and you know Elise and and I mean really because I got out of corporate not to have to wear pants a lot. Right. I want to wear right. sweats. If I'm not on, I'm yeah. I'm I'm casual. But you know, I'll right. throw my all six jean and my and my jacket and 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 I'll throw on like an off white hoodie or you know one of these or or Latigre kind of throwback yeah. '80s stuff. Just I mean a lot of stuff I wear now is stuff I couldn't afford growing up. So I'm just kind of going backwards and and Good. pleasing myself with shoes and clothes that Val and Mike couldn't afford. That's right. Why not? Yeah. You deserve it. Yeah, yeah. You get it. You've done the work for it. So, well, that's great. I just, I like to know because I like to give like good advice about style and I talk about it, but I like to hear from people that are on the carpet or performing and, and all that. I got that. buddies, I got buddies who, who do, uh, you know, a lot of like, like the, like the bow tie you're wearing who do, you know, uh, you know, ties and, and, and uh, tie pin, tie bars and, and uh, pins and brooches and pocket squares and uh, PSE pocket square company is uh, yeah. some friends that, I mean, it, oh. most red carpets I've ever hit where I'm wearing a tie and a pocket square is from them. And they do that. I mean, they oh, do a okay. wonderful job, you know, and, and they just, I like supporting other dudes with dreams and, and, you know, who, who have come from nothing, you know? And right. so, I mean, even thrash, my buddy thrash who, who styles me a lot has gotten into, uh, home decor, pillows and and drapes oh. and and uh, he just has a crazy, un- unbelievable sense of style. Wow, that's great. Yeah, these are actually my bow ties. Oh, you have your own line of bow ties. The, yeah, these are my own line, and so we make them bigger. So I'll have to send you one. You can Man, wear them one time tie. on the carpet. I have all different kind, all different kinds. I love a funky bow tie. I love funky. I like a statement, uh, you know, yeah. a fun, bigger, you know, bow. These are about four inch bows. So they're bigger than your traditional because traditional is a little smaller. Yeah. But, no, um, I like that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I've taken so much of your time. I always, <laughs> I want to ask you one very last question. I keep yeah. saying I take all your time and then I take more of your time. No. See, it's a, it's a trick. Yeah, it's nothing a but time. Look at this. That's why uh, I brought my mason jar yeah. instead of like a regular glass. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, my very last question to you is what advice would you give Give someone something that you haven't told anybody, but you think would help somebody else. Well, if you uh, uh, just just anybody, not an actor, not a comedian. Yeah, just anybody would help anybody. It could be a kid in school. It could be a working adult. It could be an actor. Anybody. Something you haven't told anybody. This is gonna be. It's, it's gonna sound very mundane or minuscule, but I, I will say. Um, the way we live today and like how, how much technology is out here, the, try it, but I turn off every notification on my phone. The only thing I get is phone calls and possibly text messages, but like every app popping up, every notification, it, it, I don't think it allows you to, to, to free your mind to live as much cause you're always doing this. So I don't have a bunch of shit popping up on my phone all the time. So it doesn't break my concentration as much. So it's, because it can be very, very scatterbrained. If you have Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and, every, you know, banking apps and games and all kinds of, every, if something's popping up, emails popping up on your phone all the time, it's, it's you're constantly, you know, looking down or, or trying to find out what's going on in here and you're missing a lot of out here. And so I, I literally, the only thing that comes through on my phone is a text message and, um, and phone calls. Everything else I have to go look for purposefully. But I mean, even now, like, I don't even know where my phone is. I have no idea. Like, it's, I, I plug wow. it up and I leave it across the room and I'll check it in a couple hours. But I, I am not going to be a slave to my phone notification. So, I mean, mm. I mean, just, just so you don't forget what's, I mean, how beautiful this is. Right. 
So I guess that's, that's a my good, That's really good. Yeah, I know it's not funny yeah. or, or whatever, but. <laughs> no, it's good. It's actually good because it does take us away from the moment of this, you know, of connecting with somebody. I mean, I don't even take my phone on set. Like people, you don't have a lot of behind the scenes photos. It's like I leave my phone in my trailer. I don't take my phone on stage. I don't take it on set. It's very rare. If I, if, if I, if I have my phone on set, it was by accident. I probably just got off a phone call and just had it with me, but I do not. Mm. I live in the moment. Like I want to experience these people and get to know them. And, and that's everybody mm-hmm. from the PAs to my co-stars. I just, I, I, I don't let that be a, um, a, a distraction. I know it's, it's so hard. This is dating myself, but it's like when you, everybody is like document everything that you do. You know, everybody wants you to document what you do. I did this, I'm doing this, and now I'm posting it and people are approving of it. And it becomes yeah. a whole cycle of like, you just get, and it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And before you know it, that's all you're doing is, yeah, yeah is I mean, staying I, uh, on social. A couple years ago, I just went to my, kind of my Instagram being mostly just kind of what I'm doing work-wise. I don't do a lot of my personal life on, on Instagram just because I should have some sort of, you know, I wouldn't, privacy. Like, I'm not, keep, right. I'm not keeping me away from you to be a secret. It's, just, it's I want to do stuff that I want to do. And you don't have to know about everything. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, but everybody wants to know. If you want to yeah. know, I'll talk about yeah. it. But like, ask me a question, call me. But, <laughs> but yeah, right, right. But I don't right, have to put it out there. So right. you're just like, oh, it's okay. Tell them to laugh. You know, it's call me. Yeah. <laughs> and I love having, right. you know, so yeah, that, that, it may be seem small, but I think, I think it goes a long way. No, I think it does. I think that's great. Well, Tone, you have been fabulous. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on the show. I want that bow tie for real, though. Send me a bow tie. I will. I will. You know, I have a bunch of different ones and I have some really funky big ones and they're fun for the carpet. You would look good in it. I, yeah, I've only I've only worn a, a bow tie a few times, but uh, but I like them. Yeah, I do dig them. Yeah, it'll look good on you. Yeah. So wonderful tone. Thanks so much for being on the show. Absolutely, man. Thank you all for having me. Thanks for listening to The Cat's Walk. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thank you to executive producer Gerardo Orlando, producer Leah Longbreak, and audio engineer Dave Douglas. Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. Oh, yeah, can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place, the sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. And listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com.